Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we chat all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. I'm Sierra. And to start the new year off right, we're going to start with a ghosty. But before we do, how are we, Sierra? Mm. To break it to him. Break it to him. Tell him. <laughs> tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. I'm going to explode. I finally quit my job. Yes, you did. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so excited. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so pumped for you, man. Oh my god. Okay, Sierra quit her job um, without a backup plan. Uh, also, like I, how I quit my job. <laughs> we're we're doing great. I mean, I had reason and cause. <laughs> but yeah, no. Other than quitting your job, how do you feel? How are you? Um, I know we were both sick last week. Um, yeah, we're still, I still kind of sound a little congested. You're still coughing a little bit. Yeah. It, it's just like a little residual. It's not too bad. Yeah. Um, which to is, make it very clear, Sierra got me sick. So. And somebody got me sick. <laughs> also so. now my partner is sick. <laughs> so, so we're just passing it right down the line. I mean, as soon as the three of us are done, then it's. It's gone. It's, it's out of our circle. Basically. <laughs> I don't have anybody else. Yeah, I've steered clear of my parents, so they yeah. don't get it. Yeah. So, uh, But other than that. Yeah. Your last day is not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So not this episode of the podcast, but the next episode of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so it's it's going to be great. Um, you're You're doing... You're going to be much better. It's going to be so great. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I, I, on some level, it's like trading one problem for another problem, but... This problem doesn't involve 30 cl- students multiple times a day. Uh, uh, there's that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to reduce the number of people I have to... Talk to. Talk to. Interact with. Yeah. That's why I like my job. Like, I can hang up on the people <laughs> at any given moment, um... And I don't, I mean, this week has been the week from hell because it's the beginning of the year. So my job's very busy this week. So Sierra so graciously has been cooking dinner every single night this week because um, that's usually my job. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just been a, it's been a lot. It's interesting because um, you were working pretty much the same amount of hours I work every single day. Yeah. So. No, no, thank you. I don't like how, because, like, my schedule this week has been from 9 a.m. to 7.30, so, like, I usually am in bed by 9 anyway, mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, I have an hour to do something, and then I'm going to bed, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, no time. Yeah. And I, whereas I usually leave here by 7. Yeah, exactly. So. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I, I don't think I would have minded it that much if it was, like, earlier in the day, like, they had just bumped us up mm-hmm. earlier, but, because, like. Old people are not calling at 7.30 in the, at night on a Friday. Yeah. Like, no, honey. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, we're good. Happy New Year, y'all. Um, it's 2022. It is. That, that's my year. <laughs> um, probably going to take February 22nd off. 
Yeah. <laughs> going um, out of town next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, yeah. I'm leaving Sierra things. here by herself. Um, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of leaving Sierra, um, I had the sudden realization today that Sierra and I have been living together for almost four years. This year will be four years of living mm-hmm. together. And um, to say that I spiraled a little bit, <laughs> I'm sitting in Big Joe just like quietly saying four years <laughs> over and over and over again. That's the length of high school. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, it is. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Can y'all tell I don't like commitment? Um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, you see, we're not getting into that today. Um, <laughs> Everybody loves commitment. And oh my God. <laughs> my partner sure does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So on to the case for this week. Uh, we are talking about uh, the fort that was dubbed the fort that saved America. Oh. Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah. Um, this site is probably one you did learn about in history class. I don't think I ever learned about it because mm-hmm. the name is really weird and I think I would have remembered it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was built by the British in 1771 to protect the wealthy colon- colonial city of Philadelphia. Okay. And it is Fort Mifflin. 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 Yeah. It's like... Like Dunder Mifflin. Like Dunder Mifflin. Yes. Um, it was in American hands when, like, the seeds of the revolution... What was the word I couldn't say last night? Magnificent. Magnificent. Yeah. It still sounds weird to me. Anyway, revolution took root. So a little bit about Fort Mifflin. Okay. Um, General George Washington. Mm-hmm. We don't know him. No. Nah, never heard of him. Suffered a series of defeats in Philadelphia in the Phil- holy shit in the Philadelphia campaign in the fall of 1777. He recognized the importance of disrupting the supply route for the British army occupying Philadelphia, which Philadelphia at the time was mm-hmm. like the king's city. Okay. Like, it was the city they used to, like, collect all of the taxes mm-hmm. for the king. Like, this was the shit, okay? Okay. Um, so, Washington ordered the garrison at the little fort to, quote, hold to the last extremity. So, like... Yeah, go down with it, You basically. guys, You guys need to fuck shit up here. <laughs> um, as they faced off against the mightiest navy of the 18th century world. Ultimately, surrounded on three sides and out of ammunition and black powder... The garrison evacuated to Fort Mercer. A detail of a 40 young soldiers remained behind. 40! Yikes. Remained behind to spike the last 10 functioning cannons and set fire to any valuable remains. They left the distinctive 13-stripe flag flying as they to, like, finally... Like, this is our last stand. Although defeated... Fort Mifflin never surrendered. General Washington used the time to establish winter quarters at Valley Forge, emerging the following spring better trained and organized with the official support of France. Mm. So, the fort was rebuilt in the beginning of the late 18th century and is part of the first and second systems of the seacoast fortifications. Don't know what that is. Don't ask me any questions. Answered every call to service over three centuries. Three centuries. Mm -hmm. That's insane. 
Like four years. <laughs> 300, four, I mean. Emily's spiraling about it either way. <laughs> also, the we were we went to go get on like to record and I like started to say our intro and like I was like, don't use your customer service voice, don't use your customer service voice. <laughs> like, that's all that was stuck in my head because you know it's a completely different voice. Yeah, it is. So oh god. Okay. Anyway. I'm allowed to curse on here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, as such, one visit to Fort Mifflin lets you stand where, like, the Revolutionary War battlefield in a Civil War prison mm-hmm. and on the site of a, quote, home front defense of World War II. I don't know why it's a home front defense when nothing... Yeah, but it could have. It could have been in World War II. Yeah. So... On to the hauntedness. Okay. okay. So, there's one such ghost mm-hmm. who is believed to be a soldier named William Howe. Okay. And that's like H-O-W-E. Okay. Um, so, according to historical documents, Howe was a 25-year-old German farmer who joined the Union Army. Known as a great marksman, he won accolades for his bravery in Fredericksburg, determined to stay on the battlefield day and night. Mm-hmm. His friends were impressed with his personal courage. This dude was... He was like men for battle. Yes. Um, So all the will in the world couldn't save him from the battle going on within his own body. He came down with an attack of inflammation of the bowels. Nowadays, we call it dysentery. Mm. Um, The disease eventually became the number one killer of all Civil War soldiers, Mm. which I did not know. It caused uncontrollable, uncontrollable bloody diarrhea. Cute. Mm. Um, In some cases, it would go... It would get so severe that the victims would die from dehydration, which wow. makes sense because, like, if you can't keep anything mm-hmm. in your body. Um, maybe it was Hal's indomitable will that made him insistent on not letting his condition get the best of him. When his regiment's medical tent burnt down in battle, nice. um, he left with a group of other soldiers to seek treatment in Washington. After seeing a doctor, Hal went home to recover. Stuck in bed for two months, he didn't realize how much trouble was coming his way for being unable to report back to his unit. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Hal's enrolling officer came looking for him, but the officer's intentions seemed questionable at best. According to historical accounts, the officer and three other men showed up at Hal's house drunk at midnight to fetch him. What? No. Yeah. Howe picked up his gun and fired two shots at the rowdy crowd outside his bedroom window to scare them off. He didn't realize that both of his shots directly struck his enrolling officer. Oh, no. Fatally wounding him. Y'all, I don't know if I've said this, but I'm a huge-ass history nerd. Like, this is my shit, okay? (laughs) Like, I love this stuff. Tonight, I'm going to the longest-standing one screen movie theater in North Carolina and I am so fucking excited. <laughs> like I'm so excited. It's so cute. It's called the gym. If you guys live in North Carolina, you have to go check it out. I'm driving like an hour to get there. It's fine. Um anyway, what were you going to say? Um oh those guns are very unreliable so it's interesting that he was trying not to shoot them and ended and up shooting ended them. up shooting them. Yeah. 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 When um, we, when I went to the horse camp in mm-hmm. Chattanooga, we would go to the battlefield in Chickamauga mm-hmm. and like they would show you how to like load the muskets mm-hmm. and everything. And yeah, those motherfuckers take a time. Yeah. So 
Anyway, also, yes, I went to horse camp. I was a horse girl. No, I would not like to talk about it. <laughs> Hal was arrested and imprisoned uh, in the equally haunted Eastern State Penitentiary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, during his trial before sent- being sentenced to death, you know. Nice. Yeah. Um, he was granted a stay of execution as he pleaded as he pleaded for mercy. He desperately wrote to Abraham Lincoln. Oh my gosh! For help. <laughs> Remember when you could just like write the president? <laughs> and it would actually get. To it him. would actually get to the president. <laughs> um, that mercy never came. Aww. Today, it's widely believed that authorities did not give Howe any leniency because they felt they needed to make an example out of him. An increasing number of soldiers had begun to desert the Union mm. Army. According to records, 200,000 men left the regiments before the war was over. Wow. Because, like, some of them, they would go to, like, a different state, mm-hmm. I'm using quotations at that time, and just, like, start a new fucking family. Yeah. Like, and, like, buy property, and that was it. So, this is another thing I learned at the Chickamauga Battlefield. Mm-hmm. I, again, I really love history. <laughs> it's very interesting. White people are the worst. Um, anyway, so according to newspapers, the community sided with Howe and attended his execution in show of support. In his final moments, Howe made a statement to the crowd, quote, I never sought the life of a man I killed. I never wished it, and I feel God will pardon me for taking it as I did. I know my fellow soldiers and officers in the army never blamed my, never blamed my leaving as I was an invalid and had no hospitals to go to in my regiment. Then a bag was placed over his head, which... William Howe is known as the Faceless Apparition. So mm. that would be why he's known as the Faceless Apparition, or at least that's what people say, yeah. you know? Um, that's how they justify it. Yeah, and his neck was snapped in the gallows. Wow. Yeah, so the abandoned fort has sent some overnight ghost hunters running in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, I think that's so cute. <laughs> uh, teams have captured orbs of light floating with their camera, gotten glimpses of apparitions behind door frames, one has, like, I watched this video earlier on the YouTube, mm-hmm. and um, one, you can see dead ass what looks like someone just, like, leaning uh-huh. in, a, in a like, a hallway yeah. and then leaning back behind the wall. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, it was insane. I was wow. like, oh, my God, that's a ghost. That's, that's a ghost. I don't care what anybody else says. <laughs> like, last night, how we most definitely saw a UFO. Mm. <laughs> mm. I will die on that mm. hill. It was probably a purple streetlight, but... <laughs> Anyway, so, um, from, like, behind door frames, what I just said, Mm -hmm. and recorded, like, disembodied voices, now Mr. Howe Mm -hmm. likes to talk. Mm -hmm. He is probably, like, one of the most recorded voices there. There have been, like, um, uh, tapes of him saying, uh, where are we, Mm -hmm. and I need that, Mm -hmm. and, um, there was something else I can't remember off the top of my head, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, the spooky ghost shit. <laughs> um, visitors who explore the fort often see soldiers cleaning their guns, even when no historical actors are present, which, mm-hmm. so cool. Um, many will catch a whiff of mysterious aroma like bread baking or wood fire. An unexplained noise that sounds like woman's screams fills the air unexpectedly at all hours of the day and night. Nice. So much so that the police have a code. When oh. they get called, like, when they get calls, mm-hmm. like, they'll... From there, they'll... Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. They'll Haven't still... Obviously, they still have to go chat, but, like... murdered there? Honestly. Could you imagine? Like... No. 
Some visitors even claim to have been touched and pushed by, like, phantom hands. Um, women especially, because, I mean, it's a fort, so there mm-hmm. weren't, like, many women yeah. there, so the men are a little bit... Handsy. Handsy. Um, but, yeah, so that is the case of Fort Mifflin. However, because that one's short and we weren't here last week, I have another one for us. <laughs> okay. So, for this one, we will be traveling to Chattanooga. <laughs> Tennessee, one of my most favoriteest places in um, there is. So actually, I'm going to be going there in a couple weeks. So excited, mm-hmm. cannot wait. Um, yeah. Anyway, I want to go here. I want to stay here, and I need to. I okay. I'm gonna get into it because I'm getting excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about the Reed House, which is a hotel. Okay. It's called the Reed House, but it's a hotel. Okay. Um. The first hotel on site was the old Crutchfield House, which 10 out of 10 would want to stay there. Um, a terrible name. <laughs> named Crutchfield for the family who built it. <laughs> exactly. A terrible name. <laughs> um, it like, was, hello, Mrs. Crutchfield. Like, oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry if your last name is Crutchfield. <laughs> I mean, mine's not any better, so it's fine. <laughs> <clears throat> I would just shorten it to like fields, you know. Mm. Okay. Anyway, um, crutch is just a weird word. It is. I hated my crutches. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just weird. It is. Okay. So it was a located directly across from the railway. So it was like a a pop in place. Okay, you know. Yeah. Um. During this time, during this time in Chattanooga, the railways were the main source of business and imports. Mm-hmm. Like with any fucking town during this fucking time, mm-hmm. um, this constant flow of business is what allowed o- the old Crutchfield House to prosper. The house doubled as an inn as well as a hospital for Union soldiers traveling through the city during the Civil War. The inn caught fire and burned down, like, all the way down in 1867. After the fire, the Crutchfield family chose not to rebuild. Um, So this left room for John T. Reed Mm -hmm. to step in and build a new hotel in place of the old inn. So the new Reed House Hotel opened New Year's Day, 1872. So Okay. Yeah. Not that long of a time Mm-mm. in between rebuilding. Um, in 1926, the hotel was torn down and a new hotel was constructed on the base of design from two architects, Holabird and Roche, to have a, like, Georgian style. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, 10 stories high. Oh, wow. Yeah, so a big building for the time. Yeah. Um, one more renovation occurred in 2004, and the hotel dropped its affiliation with Sheraton in November 2015, and the official name is now the Reed House. Okay. And this place is so fucking cute. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so cute. Like, I was looking at rooms to stay at yeah. everything. It was very cute. So, I lied. There was actually one more renovation in 2017. Mm-hmm. And it is a 18 to $20 million renovation oh, wow. on this hotel. It's, it was money. Like, they pretty much re- redid the Redid whole thing. the entire thing. It's very, it was very pretty. I was, again, I was looking at the rooms. We need to go stay there. It was very, very pretty. <laughs> it's $141 a night, but very pretty. <laughs> and it's haunted. So, okay, anyway, back to this. The Reed House is actually the longest continuously operating hotel in American Southeast. So, yeah. Okay. It's a hotel with lots of history and lots of history, and with lots of history comes 
lots of ghosties. <laughs> so, being the heart of Chattanooga, the Reed House has come onto contact with many familiar faces. Among those are Oprah Winfrey, Gary Cooper, Winston fucking Churchill stayed there, <laughs> um, Bing Crosby. <laughs> is that your favorite? It is my favorite. I love me some Bing Crosby. I, I know he was a racist and probably really sexist, but... His music is still good. His music is still good, and I understand that that's a, a bad thing. Okay, don't don't come for me. Um, anyway, Bob Hope and um, just a, a a little gangster by the name of Al Capone. Oh, mm. yeah. So Capone stayed in the Reed House a short time during his federal trial in the earliest twentieth century. Custom iron bars were added to the windows in the room Capone resided in. Now, what room? You may ask, is this? 22. No, it's room 311, a.k.a. the most haunted room in the hotel. Mm. So that is the room. (laughs) They put him in that room on purpose? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) (laughs) So um, (laughs) the bars actually stayed there Mm. until 2006 when they like renovated the hotel again. But how funny is that? So room 311 is the room we will be talking about today okay okay because it is the most haunted room in the hotel okay and it is the room you are guaranteed to see shit at you know why that is because someone died there oh most definitely someone named annalise netherly she supposedly resided resided in the room for like an extended time while details are hazy miss netherly in fact died in that very room some legends have it that she was found soaking in the tub with her head almost completely decapitated mm-hmm. more likely done by a jealous lover or a husband other legends say that she took a gentleman suitor to her room and he later directed his time and attention elsewhere to another woman this supposedly left her brokenhearted and suicidal, and then it was then that Miss Nedley took her own life. However, it's a little hard to almost decapitate yourself. Right. Um, just a bit. I mean, people have a hard enough time, like, cutting their wrists or whatever, like, to take yeah. off your whole head. Yeah, yeah. Like. So, um, they have, they, they have her... In her room, they have, like, a claw foot tub now. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. I would most definitely want to take a bath in that tub. <laughs> I don't care if somebody supposedly died in it. I want to take a, t- a bath in that tub. I'm a sucker for a claw foot tub. You know this. I do. Um, like, I'm a sucker for a good pergola. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to make jokes because this is really terrible. So, she supposedly really fucking hates men. Mm. Um, can't imagine why. So... Men who stay in the room, including Al Capone, Mm -hmm. have said that throughout the night they report, like, being pinched Mm -hmm. and kicked, and they'll wake up with, like, bruises, and they'll have, like, really, really terrible night terrors, Mm -hmm. or, like, the sensation that they're being drowned, Mm. Um, and it's mostly men. Yeah. Like, some women experience, like, a little bit, like, they'll Mm -hmm. smell, like, the perfume or whatnot, and, um, which... I feel like perfume's not that big of a bother compared to being pinched or kicked. Right. And then having dreams that you're drowning. Um, But that's just me. Uh, (laughs) I mean, that's, like, pretty subtle. Tame. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like, the adjoining rooms will sometimes hear, like, whispers Mm -hmm. or, like, a woman crying, which, again, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and then... 
sometimes the whole hotel staff will see like a woman walking into that room, even though it's not booked. Mm-hmm. Now they just started re-offering like bookings in that room and it's only available like five days out of the year and oh. they're all in October. One of them's Halloween. <laughs> um, so like they know if somebody's staying in that room or not, yeah. you know? Um, now downtown, not downtown, downstairs, there are some other ghosts that appear. Like there's a older gentleman that likes to pretend to check in, (laughs) (laughs) which I think is so cute. Um, and then he'll like follow whoever's leading him up to the room and then just disappear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which if I was a ghost, I feel like I would have so much fun doing that. Oh yeah. Um, and then the, of course, occasional flickering lights, Mm -hmm. um, Again, it happens more so in the adjoining rooms than it does in 311. 311 mostly is just, like, men are terrible. It's almost like the epicenter, like, you know, like, the eye. Yeah. Where it's, like, only some stuff happens in the eye and everything else is just, like, around it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I definitely think it's a look at, I think it'd be really cool to visit there. But um, I don't know how I feel about spending the night. I mean, you'd be fine now, right? Yeah, but, like, somebody died in that room. I feel like I wouldn't want to know if somebody died in the room, you know? Mm. Like, tell me it's another room and put me in that room. (laughs) (laughs) Someone died somewhere here. Somewhere on the premises. Yeah. So, okay. But, yeah, those are my cases, short and sweet. Um, Not sweet, but gruesome. (laughs) Two opportunities to visit someplace if you're into it, so. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, Sierra, you have anything to say? Um. Okay, so let me add to something. So I saw on some things that Annalise was a sex worker, but that wasn't confirmed. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, well, she, like, she just lived in the hotel? Mm-hmm. I mean, because people do that. Yeah, but, like... It's interesting for, like, a single woman to, like, just be living in a hotel. I mean, if she was a sex worker, it makes sense. Yeah. Or, like, her family was gone or something. Yeah. She had money. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Okay, guys. At um, least one person, but... At least one person. That's right. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna go. I've gotta go. Okay, bye. I gotta get dressed. You gotta plug the things. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sitting in my pajamas, sitting on Big Joe in our living room, so we're doing great, guys. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but anyways, you guys can um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. And Emily posts about the pig, about the cases, the photos. And... <laughs> You're going to say the pigs? Oh, oh my God. The pigs. Oh, my God. Okay, guys, if you guys have not watched the new season of Queer Eye yet, I'm going to need you to go and do it because I've been watching an episode a day every day this week when I get off work to, like, decompress, and I've now brought Sierra and Jeff into it. Um, <laughs> and when I say I sob every single episode, I sob every single episode. But there's this one episode. It's called Safe in Austin, right? That's the lady. Well, that's the lady's. I that's don't know. The, that's I don't remember what it's called. But the the oh, lady um, owns um, Snow White in. Oh, in Austin. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, it's so fucking cute. I literally didn't make it through the first two minutes <laughs> without crying my eyes out. And Sierra goes, <laughs> Sierra turns to look at me and I go, I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> just like full sobbing. Okay, because I am a huge like crybaby when it comes to shit like that. Yeah. Like instant crying. Like you can just describe to me an animal that has been like is like differently abled. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm dead. I'm tearing up. I'm crying my <laughs> eyes out. Like I I can't deal. I cry at I cry at every movie I've ever seen. Almost like. It could be bad. I cried at the holiday. Like, <laughs> and I've seen that movie a bunch. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, continue plugging the stuff. <laughs> I got off topic, but I follow them on Instagram now. So every time like safe and Austin's post comes up, I just tear up. Like, yeah. Oh my God. They have a cow that's completely paralyzed and they got in a wheelchair. Aww. It's so cute. Wow. His name is champion and I love him. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> so. No, no pigs probably, but pictures of the cases and um, things that Emily finds on the internet. Um, <laughs> that sounds scary. Always. <laughs> the internet is a scary place. It is a scary place. Um, we do have our uh, website, paranormpodcast.com, and it also has our um, sources and case information on there. Um, there's personal resources that we've linked for your convenience. Because it's a new year. You don't have to be a new you. It could just be a better mental health year um, because that's why Sierra and I quit our jobs um, for our mental health. Um, We, yeah, we believe strongly that your mental health is, um, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility as Amanda from Wine and Crime always says. Mm -hmm. So yeah, none of those resources are actually tied to us. So we don't know if you click on them. We don't know if what you say to those people. We just want you guys to know that you're not alone and you are important. So yeah. Yes. Oh, and then last but not least, the Patreon Pern on Podcast. We are, yeah, become a patron, get some cool shit. (laughs) <laughs> oh wait what's the p.o box send us mail <laughs> do it do it now i'm so demanding <laughs> it, uh one 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 wait no. what? one four one six yeah is it, is it two yeah. ones or just one no it's one four one six one, and then there's three ones okay yeah god you're gonna confuse them okay p.o box one four one six monroe north carolina Two eight one one one. That's three ones. Yes, okay. <laughs> it's been three weeks since we've done this, guys. Wait, like, wait, what? <laughs> because the address to the church is one one four one six. Oh, okay. And then I was like, you just kind of paused. Wait, which one? <laughs> My old address used to be fourteen sixteen. Wow. Yeah. Before, okay. before uh-huh. the house, well, yeah. the apartment I lived in. Yeah, yeah. it was fourteen sixteen. Wow. Um, anyway, um, what else is that? That's all. That's, That's it. all. That's all right. it. There is. All right. You guys have a great week. Um, Yay. I'm dyeing my hair. Oh, like tie dyed a sweater. Yep. We're going to see how this goes. Goodbye, well, beautiful not people. tie dyed. Just dyed. I, I dyed a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Bye.